The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting. Some affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Stay up to date about the fast-changing world of affiliate marketing from the perspective of those who are revolutionizing the affiliate marketplace. Learn the inside scoop of important industry issues and emerging trends with the whales of the industry from CEOs and COOs to super affiliates and iconic innovators. It's time to get inside with Affiliate Marketing Insider, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Wade Sisson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Affiliate Marketing Insider here on webmasterradio.fm. I'm your host, Wade Sisson. I'm the Director of Marketing for Schaff Partner Centric, which is the largest outsourced program management firm in the industry. Joining me today is Ann Holland, founder of Marketing Sherpa. Welcome to the program, Ann. Hi, thanks for having me, Wade. Thanks for coming. Um, I'd like to start by having you introduce yourself and giving us a little bit about your background and your experience and what you're doing today. Oh, sure. Well, uh, I've been in marketing for, golly, 25 years now, but I'm probably most uh, best known as the founder of Marketing Sherpa, which um, I founded back in 2000 and sold in 2007, and there's some, still some good folks running that. Um, took a few months off after I sold that company and started a new company called uh, Witch Test One, and that's Witch Test One, W-O-N. Um, and it's a new publication because I love publishing, all about A-B testing. Great. And that's actually why I had you on the show today because we love A-B testing too. And, you know, we always try to give helpful hints for affiliate marketers and things they can do better. And landing page optimization is a big part of that. So I wanted you to share um, your, the story of witchtest1.com. Um, how <laughs> did you get the idea to start the site? It really was one of those one of those brain flashes where you sort of wake up and you go, oh, oh, you know, I just I just always loved A/B tests and I loved it when we did case studies about A/B tests, um, and and I love it when you can see the different creatives, you know, and, and you know how when you are running an A/B test, you always try to figure out which one you think is going to win beforehand. Right, uh, right. You know, a lot of people like they'll have Starbucks cards or they'll have like some kind of prize running on it for whoever in the internal team guesses the winning panel. And then you launch the test, and it's always a surprise. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. And I, I just I love that. So I thought, wow, well, you know, we're journalists here. And, what, you know, we, we know how to call people up and, and harass them and you know, until they hand us over their tests and their data. And why not create an entire site just dedicated to super fun tests? Um, and, Absolutely. you know, when you go to the homepage, it's just you see the, the two test panels, and right then and there, you have to guess which one won. It's so fun. It's kind of a game flash journalism <laughs> site. So tell us exactly how the site works when we get to the homepage. What do we do and what happens? Well, you see two test panels out of an A-B test. It might have been a multivariate test, but we'll show you just two of the test panels. And uh-huh. you have to judge for yourself which one of those test panels did better in real-life testing situations. We only show tests that got conclusive results. So 
these are tests that ran and they got a lot of people, a lot of data around them. And then you guess, and then we'll actually show you the real results. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, I even picked the wrong one. I'll <laughs> go through and I'll vote and I'll be like, oh, that's the one. And then, you know, <laughs> it's always a surprise. Well, um, right, and that's then the people start talking about, about it. You can't ever predict the, yeah. what's going to happen. You can't. I mean, I do have some people who've written me because we published almost 70 tests now. And they'll tell me over the time that they've been taking the, the quiz every week that they've gotten better at judging which one's going to be the winner. Well, that's good because that probably also informs how they go about doing their own landing pages. I think so. I, you know, it's actually affected my own landing pages for other things in my company as well. I mean, I, I certainly go back to design now and I'm like, okay, can you make the button bigger? <laughs> <Things like that. laughs> well, I want to go through some specific examples, some of your favorite examples of tests and how they might have surprised you and what the results were. But I also I want to start by asking you, if there are some common threads that you've learned since you launched this site of things that are pretty much universally true about a landing page. Yeah. Oh, my golly. Um, make the button bigger. <laughs> really? <Okay. laughs> um, people will actually email me or they'll, I'll be at a conference and they'll come up to me and they'll say, what color should my button be? And you know what? That's just so completely not the point. Don't talk about it. You know what? <laughs> make the button stick out. So if your okay. site, everything else on the site is red, then your button shouldn't be red because it won't stick out. I mean, just make it a color that sticks out, make it a size that sticks out, and bring the damn thing above the fold. I mean, that just, it makes me nuts, especially because, you know, a lot of marketers, especially affiliate marketers, you tend to have a pretty big screen that you're looking at. You're probably not right. looking at a little dinky 15-inch screen. You probably have some dark unshoeing screen, and you probably have it set at a fairly high res. So you can see a lot of things on the internet, and maybe you have 18 windows opening. God knows what else. But when you're designing your own landing pages, you probably have no idea where the fold is for, like, the average human being. Right. And that fold is way high up. That's true. I mean, I, we're talking, you have about 520 pixels from the start of your screen, like where your logo is at the top of the page, down. And that's about where the fold is for the average kind of, you know, consumer. Now, I mean, I'm saying worst case scenario, but that's about 20% of consumers still. Right. 520 pixels. I mean, if you went and you just looked at your screens and you said, where's 520? You'd be shocked. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I've been in panels where the entire discussion is about the wording of the text on the button. What have your test shown? <laughs> I mean, does that matter? Or is it just yes. all about the button, the placement, and making it dominant? Now, the wording of the text does matter. Um, make it dominant, but then absolutely test the wording. What I've actually seen in a lot of cases is if the wording matches the headline wording mm -hmm. in some way, if there's a tie-in there, if it's really relevant, that can really make a difference. So if you said oh, in your headline, you know, get free stuff, then your headline should, then your button should say, you know, click here for the free stuff. Sure. So make it match. The other thing that has kind of freaked me out is the word click here. I mean, didn't we all get over that in 1998? But <laughs> Apparently not. All sorts of data showing you still have to say click here. Um, even, even in hot links, not just buttons. Wow. That's just, um, there was a test. It was a, it was a test that we ran on the site. It's um, one of my favorite ones of all time. It was actually a blogger. 
where he wanted more people to Twitter his blog. Well, I mean, you know, most people just stick these dumb icons on. You know, they stick the little Twitter icon or they get some, you know, little app that sticks a bunch of social media icons on their blog and they sort of think they did their job. Well, he started testing what would get him more Twitter, you know, mentions. And he actually tested the actual wording. And when he got down to the words, you should click here to Twitter this, then bam. I mean, his, click, his Twitters went up like nuts. Wow. You can see the word. He tested like six different wordings. So you can go and see on our site. If you go in and you type in, into the search box, type in the Twitter, you'll get the Twitter test and the results, and you can see that test. So if you're blogging, and which a lot of affiliates do just for SEO stuff, um, or you're hoping to get that Twitter juice for, you know, <laughs> don't just use some stupid app that some developer invented who has never maybe tested a thing. Right. Sorry, I don't mean to sound mean. I mean, I'm sure the developer's a lovely person. <laughs> no, but it's a good point. And have you learned, are there some common mistakes that people make that they need to avoid from all that you've seen? Like, what would you say is the biggest mistake that you've seen on the landing page that's, that's pretty widespread? Um, if it's uh, someone who is, a, in particular, an e-commerce marketer or an information marketer, in other words, maybe they've got a subscription site or a membership site, or they've got mm-hmm. an e-commerce store with a lot of SKUs. Um, they will usually put way too much stuff on that landing page. They'll, they, they can't sort of help themselves. They want to put their, their nav bar. And, you know, <laughs> here's other stuff that we sell, and here's other relevant stuff that you might be interested in. And, oh, by the way, we also do this. And I, I don't know why it's incredibly painful for a lot of marketers to kind of rip down their landing page and focus it entirely just on the one thing that it's supposed to be focused on, which is the conversion for the item the person clicked through on or the offer. Right, right. So you have to get rid of that other stuff. You have to get rid of that nav bar. Get rid of it. Um, get rid of the other recommended things, other links. Click here to learn about it. Get rid of it. Strip it out. You'll often do much, much, much better. That's a good point. Um, I think that's hard for some people also because they may have a template they're using and the template's just sort of there. And it's so much agony technically to like change their template that they never do it. <laughs> and as we've said, you know, you always are surprised by which thing is more popular when, when you're done doing your testing. What has been the biggest surprise to you? Uh, you know, there was a test uh, that... It was an auction house did this. It was an auction house called Skinner. They're a really famous auction house outside of Boston. And they have online auctions. And they tested making the images just uh, bigger. Uh-huh. And the images at the auction were already pretty big. They were a little bit bigger than eBay normally is. They were certainly bigger than anything on Amazon.com is or almost any e-commerce site you've ever been on. They were already nice big images, but they tested kind of doubling size. And they got... 63% more clicks and 32% more bids just by wow. making the picture bigger. Yeah. I guess visuals do matter. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anne, we need to take a short commercial break. This is Affiliate Marketing Insider. We're talking with Anne Holland about landing page optimization and her site. Which test one? That's w o n dot com. Uh, I'm affiliate marketing insider. We'll be right back. 
Affiliate Marketing Insider will return in just a moment, only on webmasterradio.fm. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with more Affiliate Marketing Insider, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's Wade Sisson. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Insider here on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're talking with Ann Holland about landing page optimization. And Ann, before the break, we were talking about your site, Witch Test 1, and some of the things that surprised you from the results of A-B testing. And now I want to talk about some specific examples of tests that have been run on your site and the results of those. Um, mm -hmm. So if you wouldn't mind taking us through some of the bigger examples. Well, uh, we've done over, I think it's almost 70 now, so there's a lot of tests on the site, and um, it's so much it's really exciting. <laughs> One of the ones that is a personal favorite of mine is a copywriting test. I like copywriting tests because you don't have to get the web designer to have to do a whole new template for you. You know, it's a lot easier right. to just change the words. Um, so it's an easier test to do, and you can get a really high impact from it. Um, a lot of copywriters, when they first start talking about copywriting tests, they'll say, oh, short copy versus long copy. I found that actually isn't a really big test. Um, it, it, you know, it can be, but first, <laughs> Test the, the really high-impact stuff. And the high-impact stuff is your headline and any body copy around the response device. You know, it might be a headline around a response device. Maybe you've got a lead gen form, so it's the headline on top of the lead gen form. Or maybe it's the headline on top of the, 
uh, checkout page or whatever that is. It's the headline there. Maybe you're doing a membership site. It's the headline on the paywall. So that headline is so incredibly important that really, you know, focus on that first, and it's just about the words. I've seen 100% or more lift in terms of, and I'm talking not just button clicks. I'm talking people who fill out entirely generation forms, or I'm talking about sales. So the lift can be huge from changing a few words. And the headline is important. And is there any, I mean, do you have to have a strong call to action in general? Do you need it to match the page that got them there? What kind of things do you need to consider when you're writing that headline? Well, if it can match the page that got them there, you generally have a home run. Yeah. In particular, if you're doing pay-per-click marketing. I mean, if you're doing pay-per-click exactly. marketing, if there's any way humanly possible to get that keyword into the headline. And for goodness sake, can't you do that dynamically? I mean, yeah, it's not rocket science. Um, I know one marketer, he did, it, he did a super simple thing. He just took his regular landing page that he kind of optimized already, and then he stuck at the top of it. He wrote the words, search results, or no, I think he actually said, Google search results for colon, and then it inserted whatever the heck they'd been searching for. Absolutely. And then it was his regular product page. But it, it indicated to them, oh, yeah, it's, this is the Google search resort for the thing that I typed in. And it's so simple. I mean, and this guy was like, I mean, I think he was like, he was older. I mean, he was, he was maybe in his <laughs> 60s, and he was kind of, you know, he was the CEO of a little electronics firm, and this, he wasn't the full-time marketer. The marketing department was doing other stuff, and he sort of did this at home one night, and oh, my gosh. So if you're an affiliate marketer, you should be smart enough to do this. So that Absolutely. little tiny thing huge difference. And, and I've seen that well, across consumer sites as well. I've seen that test at other places. Not enough places though. I don't know why more people don't do that. Yeah, I don't know why more people don't do that either because it seems like such a slam dunk that if you're searching for something, you want that result to be what you get. And if it's in the headline, mm-hmm. that reassures you that you got what you wanted. So I don't know why they don't do it either, Anne. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. I even know some people who like stuck Google's logo in there. It was like Google search results for <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to do that legally. I think you better check first. But probably that's <laughs> questionable, but also smart. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it does bring up a good point with A/B testing because a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about the design of their landing page. Not that that's not important, but I think because you have a copywriting background, you also realize that content is also important. And what have you learned about? content because of your testing I mean you talked about long versus short but I mean how many calls to I mean I can remember when I used to be told how to write content for landing pages I was told that whatever your call to action is you should repeat it five times in the copy I don't know if that's excessive what are what are your thoughts on that well I think that certainly depends on how long your copy is (laughs) if you're doing one of those super long scroll until you die pages then I guess you need to repeat it plenty of times yeah. I always wanted to make sure that I had a call to action in every screen, by which I mean every 520 pixels down. Yep, that's a good one. So, and, and preferably two if you could have two. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't put 20 billion if it's going to be annoying. I wouldn't make it, you know, you want to make it easy to find, but not overwhelming. You know, we have a, a, a couple of great case studies around copy length. Often it's the copy length actually around security, privacy, how easy it is to cancel, things like that. I found that in general, if you're writing a lot of copy about, oh, your 
you know, you're secure, don't worry, we won't sell or rent your name, um, your, your transaction is secure. I mean, you need to say those things and, or have little icons for them. But I have found a lot of tests where the copywriter kind of went wild and really talked about it at length. Um, it depressed results. Um, I think that's because it reminds people there's something to be scared of. And if you talk about something too much, it looks like a bigger decision and a bigger worry than it should be. You want them to kind of skip lightly over it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> um, let's go through another example of a test that you were really impressed with or that made an impression on you. Um, Can you think well, of another example? The, well, of course, there's there's the one that's for uh, Profile Pimp. <laughs> Terrible name, <laughs> but that is their brand name, so I can say it out loud. Um, this is the one where they started out, they were doing multivariate testing, and they started out with a pretty good landing page. It was above the fold. It had short but punchy copy. It was, it was you know, good wording on the button, a nice big orange button. I mean, the button was actually bigger than like 90% of the buttons I see out there, probably 99% of the buttons I see out there. And then they did a whole series of multivariate tests, but one of those tests was making the button, I think it's 90% of the screen, it's huge. It's the biggest wow. button you've ever seen in your life. I mean, this thing goes all the way across the screen. If you were to measure it with a ruler, it's probably, you know, eight inches wide. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> it's, you know, big. And it's the biggest thing on the page. Well, their click increase went up 135%. <laughs> I would imagine. And, and bear in mind, originally the button was orange and stuck out. I mean, it was a pretty big button to start with. I mean, it was a nice big button. Yeah. But, so you go into the site uh, at Witch Test 1 and type in Profile Pimp and take a, take a look at that button. Because the winning button, you'll just be like, you'll be freaked out. You'll be like, I didn't know a button could be that big. Wow. Do you have tests that uh, illustrate the difference between having photographs on a landing page and not because I know that used to be a big debate with mm -hmm. landing pages that I used to be involved with is you know do we try to get the human look on there and have somebody using the mm -hmm. product or, or do you have tests that show like the use of photos oh, yeah. and or video and how that works? Oh yeah well we've got a lot of, we've got several video tests and a bunch of photo tests and in fact the test this week is about photos we're constantly running tests about photos because there's there's so much fun are. Um, you know, because you look at it, you, you really are pretty sure you know which one's going to win. And then, right. you know, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. There's one where, like, everybody gets it wrong. Um, in general, what I've found, and this is a vast generalization, and you're going to have to test it yourself. In general, if your photograph is a stock photo, it's just really clearly a stock photo. You know, the smiling right. Asian woman next to the computer, you know, with her business suit on. The, and she's smiling. You know, <laughs> beautiful blonde smiling woman. Ah, you know, the, the business executive shaking hands. I mean, you, we all know them. We all recognize them. You're like, ah, stock photo. Generally, right. that's never, ever, ever going to work as well as a real human. I mean, I, these people are human, but they're, you know, models versus right. actual human beings. Actually, there was one test where it was like a happy, smiling baby versus like this horrible squinched up little newborn. I mean, yes, newborns are not good looking except for their parents. So it was, I mean, really just a Gerber baby versus the pit newborn. And the newborn just kicked ass. Wow, because it's I mean, real. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a, wasn't a model baby. 
Um, we had a test, uh, I think it was last week, where we had, it was like, uh, I think it was for business cards. And you had a picture of the business cards on one test panel. On the other one, you had the exact same picture of the business cards, but you also had these business executives standing, smiling behind the cards. The business executives totally suppressed results. Because they were, you know, hello, stock photo, business executives, and everybody looked and kind of, I think, all right, that's me reading into it. I think people look at those and think that's stupid and go away. Um, right. Or they think it's a crappy little site, some, you know, guy in Bulgaria whipped together in his basement. I mean, you know, stock photos, really. So, you know, especially if you get a testimonial, if you could get a real picture of that person, it doesn't have to be a nice picture. Don't focus on, um, it can be grainy, it can be, a, you know, Skypey, it can be whatever. As long as they approve it going out there, as long as they're not going to freak out and say, oh, my God, that was my bad hair day. As long as you're okay, <laughs> that person's cool with it, a real human being next to a photo, next to a testimonial, is going to kick ass anytime. And this is why I think A-B testing is so fascinating. It can literally change the way you think about your entire business because a lot of, I'm surprised at the number of businesses who put a designer in charge of a landing page and not even really consult with marketing people or people who've done this kind of research. So it looks pretty and we have the best stock image we could find and, you know, the layout. But in, But what you're saying is... Just get a grainy photo of the person who actually used the product, and you're much better off. You'd be better off not to have a designer doing the page. Well, I mean, obviously a good designer is a good designer. There aren't that many out there. Um, right. In fact, if you know one, please let me know. Um, the, the, <laughs> the problem with designers often, for some reason, not good print designers, but online designers just don't like white space for some reason. So they're like, oh, you have this empty space, so I filled it up. I'm like, oh, God. You did what? <laughs> they don't get that white space is actually a marketing weapon. You know, it's one of your tools. You're using white space to direct the eye. And I don't think a lot of designers have seen any eye tracking tests. Because if they had seen eye tracking tests and really understood how the human eye looks at a page, it would change everything. But they're not, they're not thinking psychologically. They're not thinking physiologically. They're just thinking, oh, there's a white space. Let me stick a happy picture in there. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Again, if anybody does know a good designer, please email me. <laughs> We'd love oh, to hear I do. It. I'll talk to you after the show. Yay. Uh, <laughs> are there any examples of, I'm curious to know your thoughts on video, because you know you oh. always hear about how powerful video is for conversion. Mm -hmm. What I love is there's, this, there's actually a, a, there's a British company who does all this really cool video testing. We've run a few of their tests on our site. You can go to our site, type in, in search, type in the word iView, all one word, iView, and you'll see their tests. Okay. Um, and they've done some really neat tests around should you autoplay or not, or should you try launching with autoplay but without sound and force the person to click on the video to hear the sound. Oh, that's interesting. Or should you launch with it just it's saying click here to see the video. Yeah. Or, here's the other test they did was, should the narration for the video, if there's like, you know, a voiceover, what accent should the narration be in? Interesting. I mean, that, there was, I think, you, you even emailed me about that, there was, a, there was an amazing test where they, yes. they looked at it by country. And like, uh -huh. people in Australia really, really, really liked the British narrator, and they were all about converting with the British person speaking. Whereas people in India... We're just like, forget that, we want the American. They love wow. that American accent. And they were like, we're going to convert, it's an American. <laughs> it's 
little weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. And I would be curious to know with the results of do you autoplay? Because I know sites that have autoplay always end up scaring mm-hmm. me to death because I have my volume up really loud and all of a sudden somebody's yelling at me through my computer. Yeah. And I hate to see this because we launched the site yesterday with an autoplay video on it, and it's just, I'm actually terrified that people are going to be emailing me, yelling at me, going, don't do that. (laughs) But I, oh, it's a test. (laughs) It's horrible, though, because it's me that's autoplaying, and the thought of your own voice booming out over people's speakers is daunting. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, there's something else I I wanted to talk about briefly. Do we have one more minute? Yes, we do. Well, the thing I wanted to talk about was I want to talk about tracking. A lot of people are running these tests and they're just tracking in the immediate click. And I know it's hard when you're an affiliate marketer because it may be hard to tie your test results all the way through to the commission because there's so much else involved. But any way you can do that, it's worth the money because I've seen a lot of tests where the test cell that won the click did not win the money. Or did not really? win the lead gen form conversions. Yeah. You can, it, it's, you know, let's face it, it's like online advertising. We all know banners that get a whole bunch of clicks and then do crap on conversion. It's True. the same thing with your, with your tests. It's, we've also seen this in uh, email. We, we run a bunch of email tests as well on our site. And there have been tests where uh, people tested subject lines, and the subject line that got the highest open rate ended up with crappy conversions. And the subject line that got a pretty a pretty rotten open rate, but ended up making a lot more money for the site. So any way that you can put the tracking in further along than the initial click, do it. It's worth investing in. Absolutely. Do you have any tools for that that you recommend? Well, I mean, you can use Google Website Optimizer for that. I believe Vertster, that's VR. T-S-T-E-R also has some pretty good technology for that. There's a whole bunch of other really great testing tools that are coming on the market. There's a lot of testing SaaSes, uh, software as a service, that are coming on the market now. And we're actually coming out with a buyer's guide to those. It's going to be a free buyer's guide. Uh, It's coming out this fall. So we've had our senior reporter, Natalie Meyer, she's actually been taking a tour of every single one of these technologies and then grilling the tech teams. I mean, it's, it's actually these poor people. I feel bad because she's really <laughs> digging in and asking them hard questions that they just don't want to answer. Um, but she's getting the answers. And she's going to do a, really show you which one's the best and what the pricing is and what they can do and what they can't do and who they're good for, the whole bit. So that's going to be free. It's going to be on the site. I believe it's going to be about a month and a half from now. So you know, sign up when you get to the site, and we'll let you know when it comes out doesn't cost anything which test one does not cost anything this is a free service for the community well, that's wonderful and it's a great service and i want to thank you for coming on the program today and sharing your insights uh, for those of you who want to see all of this for yourself i encourage you to visit which test one that's w-o-n.com You've been listening to another edition of Affiliate Marketing Insider here on webmasterradio.fm. You can tune into the show every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. Thanks for joining us.